0: You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital.
1: Hello, good morning, good day. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, we are back in business. It's that time of the week, it's that time of the day. David, it's just you and I today. Two-thirds. Two-thirds. Two-thirds is here. Two-thirds. We're 66% there today. Uh, My name is Paul Stevenson. I am one of the hosts of the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, and I'm also an owner and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. I'm here with David Warren. He is my business partner. He's also an owner and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. Greg Campbell could not be with us here today. Uh, Greg is a partner and a realtor at Blue Panda Realty. All of us are located in Ottawa. Ottawa is a, a real headline grabber right now. There's going to be a few babies named Ottawa, I would imagine, in the world after uh, after the last few months, last few years. But uh, Dave, how was the week? How are you doing? And and uh, you're not in Ottawa. So what's going on down there?
0: No, but I will say to your point of uh, Ottawa being in the headlines, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Florida still right now, but uh, everyone here knows about Ottawa. It's, it runs... The, uh, <laughs> it's in the headlines on, on all the news channels on a regular basis. It's pretty funny. Most people didn't know down here, what, where Ottawa was, or that it was even in Canada. And it's now, so true. now they do. It's it was kind of funny. Toronto.
1: Oh, you, oh, so you're, you in Canada, you must be near Toronto. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's always a proximity longer. to Toronto. <laughs> uh,
0: it's either Toronto or Vancouver. What's the proximity where you live to there? Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, it's been good. Been a, uh, good week. Uh, yeah, pretty, still pretty busy with, you know, mine from a uh, real estate and obviously with the brokerage, but, uh, it's a good weekend. Kind of just relaxed, uh, down here. Went to the pool, brought our, brought our newborn, uh, Oliver, brought him swimming for the oh, wow. first time, sat him in the water. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been, uh, been good. about yourself. I know yeah. you have uh, virgin,
1: virgin martini in his hand. Probably. Right.
0: Yes, yes. Actually, we got a, <laughs> a nice photo of his uh, Formula on ice beside my beer on ice. Uh, That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, Ottawa is good. It's, uh, it's. I mean, the, the the real estate market here feels like the last week. It, it's kind of, I don't want to say balanced out, but I, I feel like there wasn't as much movement over the last seven days. Now, I, you know, Greg would have Greg would have stats. Obviously, uh, we'll catch up on that next week. But I, I would say, at least from the leads I've seen, a lot, a lot more questions about. Uh, pre-approvals, not as many transactions actually happening. Now that could just be my kind of small uh, subsect, but that's kind of what I've seen over the last seven days. And I think that kind of ties in with what we were saying that, you know, last year, at least February, kind of mid-February end of February, kind of bounced out and then more homes came on the market kind of early March. So I think we're kind of in that same cycle right now that people are kind of readjusting uh, going into the spring. And then I think, you know, in the coming weeks we should see more listings Um, a more balanced market and hopefully uh, prices can balance out a bit uh, from where they are. And I think the biggest thing right now is that prices are just kind of all over the place, right? You get some, they're selling at asking some, they're selling for, you know, 150 over it's be very challenging as a buyer right now. I'd imagine to be out in the market. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I mean, everyone I've been speaking to, it's exactly
0: that Um, a lot of pre-approvals looking at rate locks because obviously rates are in the news and, and, you know, bank of Canada's, uh, increase on the horizon next week. Um, but also, you know, I was speaking to a a woman yesterday that, uh, they're holding off listing, you know, they bought a place in Orleans. Again, price is, uh, the the price they paid is still boggles my mind, but, uh, but they're waiting, they live downtown. They're waiting to, uh, till the protest is all cleared and before they list. Um, because right now, you know, there's, people can't access and that's affecting mm-hmm. and somebody else lit their place, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, middle of the protest. And they had what would have been are in, in the Riverside South, like more towards the Glebe. And, uh, they only had nine showings, mm-hmm. um, because people were afraid of coming down. So it definitely affected their sale price and affected their, the, 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 you know, the activity on their place, uh, for this uh, family that's that's gonna list they're in the golden triangle um just off elgin and so they're gonna wait until everything's cleared out because there's no uh-huh. point listing right now people can't come down things like that so that is certainly having an impact in the downtown core for anyone listing so uh, i feel for those that are trying to list on a you know or needing to sell on a whim because they bought something quickly uh or or expeditedly uh yeah, I mean, that's that certainly you know, kind of throws a wrench into things as well. Anyone that was planning on listing in Centertown or or downtown core. Um
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why it's I I'm thinking it's slowed too. Maybe it's just there's kind of been that uh that ominous kind of feeling lingering across the city for the last 7 days. that people are just kind of waiting to see what happens and and, mm. you know, move forward after that, which uh it seems like we're there. So, so that's good news. The the other thing that um, you know, Dave Dave you and I do these kind of webinars every usually every 2 weeks. For first time home buyers. And one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up today um, is around immigration and the the amount of immigration we've been seeing into Canada, but also into Ontario and that driving um, prices up and so on. One of the questions we get asked often in these webinars is as someone who's new to Canada or recently immigrated to Canada, like what what are their options for financing? And secondly, like do we know what sort of numbers we're looking at as far as like actual like bodies moving into Canada and kind of immigrating to Canada. So I know there was an article that you, you had uh, mentioned to me before we came on air. Um, if you want to touch on that quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah it was um, for sure. So, you know, I know you mentioned uh, the first time home buyer webinars that we do. Um, so for, for context, you know, we do them every two weeks and and we're it's typically 60 to 120 people on. And it's, it's actually all, Typically, new to Canada individuals, um, and so it is pretty telling as far as w- what that um, you know that there is such a strong desire for people that have newly immigrated to buy a home, and and this was an interesting article that I found in the Globe and Mail actually just this morning uh, that uh, of that the Toronto Real Estate Board had hired uh, Ipsos to do a, a survey uh, to find out what the uh, mentality is or, or the desire of new immigrants to purchase a home and and so they did a sample of of 1000 potential home buyers and 2500 homeowners and they found that new imi- that uh their immigrant respondents living in Toronto 49% own a home after being here less than 5 years so hmm. people coming to Canada less than 5 e- within less than 5 years have bought a home in one of Canada's most expensive markets being Toronto um you know i think that's really Telling to to how you know people always have the this mentality that people you know immigrating to a new country <clears throat> sorry um, you know are struggling you know going to be renting for uh, a long period of time and maybe you know a um, you know lower uh, income housing or whatever it may be and and certainly what i found doing these webinars and we've been doing them for probably about a year now mm-hmm. uh, and and speaking to a lot of these individuals, you know, they're very well-educated, very well-funded, you know, coming here, uh, with a lot of savings from other countries and very well educated, getting great jobs right out the gate or working multiple jobs, like two full-time jobs, uh, to really get ahead and 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 expedite their savings and kind of fall into this category of, of these 49% buying within five years. Uh, I'm sure you kind of see it as well with the, with those that you speak with. And it is really, uh, it's really interesting kind of that mentality and, and, and desire, um, to, to be a homeowner, even though prices are going up and kind of seeing that escalation in, in prices, but um, it was you know overall you know of that thousand um, thousand potential homeowners, uh, home buyers, and twenty five hundred home uh, homeowners, thirty eight percent of homeowner respondents had immigrated to Canada. Uh, of those fifty percent had immigrated to Canada in twenty uh, more than twenty one years, twenty three percent between ten and twenty years. And 20% moved here in the last 10 years. Um, so, you know, it, it it really is a, like a big percentage. 33% of them said they want to buy a home uh, compared to 26% of the general population saying that. So you have a, you know, a larger population or larger percentage saying they actually want to buy a home than the general population. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are, these are pretty large numbers. So it's, you know, really when we talk about, you know, immigration to Canada and to Ottawa when we're talking about home prices and and really the supply not uh, keeping up with demand and, and over the past couple of years, you know, really immigration having been stalled, you know, this is as we open up the borders again, you know, People don't think that this is going to be as big a driving factor um, to home prices but it is i mean this is these stats uh, and these types of surveys in the most expensive or one of the most expensive markets in canada is telling that you know in even within canada within ottawa uh how much immigration drives that price you have a disproportionate um desire of new immigrants to purchase a home compared to the general population that are here uh, and as well those moving here within five years 50% buying the home. I mean, that's really telling to how that's gonna really how that dictates and really, you know, pushes the market, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think you're I think you hit the nail on your head there, hit the nail on the head there too, as well, when you said about the um, I don't want to say it's a stigma, but kind of that mentality. You know, people hear about uh their great grandparents or their grandparents coming here with, you know, $20 in their pocket. And and I think that's people's perception of. Oh, someone's immigrated here they're, they're they're scraping by like you said <clears throat> most of the people we talk to like you said are extremely affluent extremely educated they're coming here with you know their life savings basically and, and re-establishing their life in Canada as opposed to just mm. you know <clears throat> scraping by or, or you know coming into Canada um, looking for some sort of assistance or anything like a, a lot of
0: oh little technical difficulties
1: Hello, lost, lost my go. power there. Uh yeah, a lot of the people that uh, that we talk to that, that are kind of using we'll get into the new to Canada program, but a lot of the people that are on these webinars, like you said, they have like ample savings, they have income, uh, you know, they have they have like they're they're established in their life. They're not kind of early in their life cycle as far as home buying. So I think there is that kind of preconception that people think if someone is immigrating here, they it's still that same story from maybe two or three generations ago where you know. Uh, you know, we have friends that that their families came over, literally, uh, you know, escaped potentially a war torn country, came here uh, when they were babies, with their parents had little to no money, and you know they've made a, a a living for themselves here. And those are kind of the stories from when we were kids. It's different now, right? Immigration is completely different. Obviously, Canada has certain regulations and and rules that that are required to to obviously immigrate to Canada. And I think there is still that general misconception of people thinking uh, that, you know, people immigrating to Canada won't be able to buy a home. And in fact, it's, it's actually, like you said, the opposite. Um, there's actually a very high percentage of them that, that would qualify to buy a home. And that is actually driving in some cases, uh, the prices up because they are qualified buyers that can, that can buy these expensive homes.
0: Yeah. I mean, people in a lot of cases, one, you know, big aspect that's different from generations past, like you said, is, is technology, computer, you know, <laughs> computer programming development, people immigrating here. That though that knowledge base of, uh, of of tech and and us have you know in Canada having a very te- strong tech sector, they're able to move here and supplant themselves with a great uh, a great paying job because they you know are software developers, software engineers, uh, computer programmers, and and all of that that knowledge base translates no matter what country you're in, and they're able to move here or retain the job they were that they had in other countries. I mean, I talk to people all the time that they still have their jobs from, you know, that they work for a UK company, a, a company based out of Dubai or to the U S mm. or to India. And they're mo- just moving here, uh, to move their families for, for w- whatever that reason may be, but they're still retaining that previous job working remotely, um, you know, or, or, or shifting to, you know, from that job over in the UK or India, or, or, like I said, to a Shopify or something more local and it's translating into immediately high paying jobs. And, and so I think there's, like you said, that, that, um, like we touched on that huge misconception um, that's, that's not really the case anymore. And and these statistics are really kind of showing that and they are such, you know, it is a really big driving factor and, and, you kind of mentioned it, you know, really for the new, new to Canada programs that we talk about on an ongoing basis that, that a lot of people aren't aware of is you can buy a home with as little as 5% down on a work permit, you know, being here less than two years, um, you know, permanent residency, whatever it may be. You don't need to be a Canadian citizen to purchase a home with as little as 5% down. There are a lot of programs that are designed for you, even if you don't have established credit. There's ways in which we can, um, we can use alternative means, whether that's, you know, Proof from your landlord that you've been paying rent on a consistent basis for, you know, for a year a letter from them. You know, uh, we were talking to a lender this past week that, that said that they'll even help reconstruct alternative credit showing that proof that you've been paying your netflix account on time Mm -hmm. uh over the past year things like that so there are ways in which you know we can uh, build that established credit or even if it's you know haven't been here a year we can look at an international credit bureau or you know a letter from your your home your bank back home stating that you're in good standing things like that so uh for those of you that might be new to canada finding this you know episode do not be dismayed that you're having to wait or, or thinking you have to wait until you're a citizen or, you know, many years to, to have established credit. There are programs designed specifically for you um, that, that can help you kind of get into the market sooner rather than later.
1: We should say, too, for those webinars, although they're they're not focused around to Canada, uh, that's just kind of what we're, what we're finding from the people that are participating. But anyone who is listening, if you wanted to participate in one of those webinars, by all means, just send Dave and I a message or an email. And uh, we can get you registered for that. Uh, the other thing I was thinking, Dave, is I'd be interested to know, and I'm sure they have the statistics, but I just don't have them in front of me. <clears throat> I know to Ontario, from outside of Canada, the immigration to the province was roughly around 150,000 last year. I-, I wonder how many of those people you know, immigrated from, let's say, uh, out of province, but potentially may have just immigrated uh, to Canada to that other province you know, within the last, say, six months or so. Like, I wonder how many people are kind of, you know, landing in, say, uh, out east on the east coast or in Vancouver and then immigrating to Toronto or, on, or Ottawa after the fact. Because I don't think many people fly kind of directly into Ottawa, mm. but we have seen a large immigration from other provinces to Ontario, and that's also what's driving the prices up here more than other areas in the, in the country. So I'd be interested to see how many people are immigrating to Canada and then just kind of transitioning right to Ottawa or Toronto immediately afterwards.
0: Well Paul that'll be an answer for another week. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> Definitely don't, do not know that. Uh we'll cover but, that next I mean, year. <laughs> yeah, I mean to that to your point though of of you know from an immigration standpoint um like you kind of touched on there are different cities and different provinces uh within the within the country that kind of rotate through that you know depending on the program or, or where, um, you know, for a period of time, people are immigrating that they flow through certain cities, uh, for a period of time, or that if they're coming from a specific country and there's already an established group of, you know, from that country that they'll, you know, have them land in a specific city. Um, and so a lot of times it, you know, and it's come up recently and you and I were chatting about it. Um, you know, Newfoundland, St. John's, Newfoundland is a, is a big one um, you know, landing there and, and then moving from there elsewhere. But then you also, you know, that's why also you have a, an, uh, a larger pocket, uh, of new immigrants within some of these cities as well. Like, you know, St. John Newfoundland, it kind of seems, well, why the heck would they move out there? A lot of times that's the landing spot. And then mm-hmm. they, uh, and then they, you know, immig- migrate within the country. But, um, yeah, I don't know what those statistics look like. I, I know from Know, what that's going to be going forward and hopefully maybe some some listeners as well that uh might be able to chime in with that might work for the federal mm-hmm. government or or know those numbers of, of what it's projected to be within you know over 2022 as we open up the borders or or know over the past year how many have uh migrated here but i know out east you know i've got you know uh, an old um University good buddy of mine who I talk to daily. Uh, he's a realtor in Fredericton, Jeremy Deering. Uh, if you're looking to migrate out east, he's a great realtor out there. Um, Shout out to Jeremy. The, uh, but, but you know, he's he's seen a huge migration from Ontario, from larger cities. You know, we were talking about last week of people coming from Toronto and Vancouver, seeing Ottawa as a cheaper market. Mm-hmm. And then the same being going from Ottawa or some of these other cities out east. And he's getting a lot of buyers uh, from outside the province, buying over Zoom, buying these homes, um, and then not stepping foot in them until they've actually moved out there, uh, whether that's for retirement or because they're able to work remotely. And so it's kind of, there's been that trickle down effect as well of to some of these smaller cities. So they're seeing huge rise in prices as well because of that. Um, you know, to us, when you see those prices, the you know, the average home price there of a detached being like, you know, 240,000 or 220,000. It's like shocking to us. But again, that's what they've seen those prices rise from an average of like, you know, probably 170 over the past Mm -hmm. year to to be in that. But um, to kind of do have that that trickle down. But but yeah, to that point, there is a huge migration between between the country.
1: Yeah. Thanks for uh correcting too. I think I said uh they would immigrate to Ontario, they would be migrating if once they're in the country. So thank you for uh for correcting me on that. Um <clears throat> yeah, I remember just seeing some of Jeremy's stories too out east, where he posts like on his Instagram or wherever about you know, uh doing these walkthroughs to these home, you know, beautiful hot tub, pool, you know, brand new kitchen. Uh everything's like like sparkling, and then he, you know, prices is like 289. It's like what? <laughs> what are, you, what are yeah. you talking about? This is like a year ago, just mind blowing. I'm like, dude, this can't be true. He's like, yeah, waterfront too. I forgot to mention, uh, comes with sea dews, comes with boat. Yeah. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> what world is that? Uh, it's pretty, pretty wild to see, but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got on that. Um, the other thing you wanted to talk about Dave was, uh, we were talking about how, you know, Kind of going back to the supply issue, there's there's so many things that factor into that. And it seems like every week we have a new kind of um, uh, asterisk, I guess, beside what's impacting home prices and what's impacting supply and and so on. One of the things that we were talking about is uh, people willing to basically have a mortgage longer. Like, you know, in our parents' mm-hmm. generation or our grandparents, the goal was always, you know, you get a mortgage, you want to pay that off as fast as possible. Now it seems that the mindset of the homeowner today is kind of well. Now I have this equity built up. Maybe I can, you know, reinvest that equity. Or, you know, I know before, like the idea of a second mortgage or or refinancing was was considered like a failure. You know, like what you're mm. refinancing, you must have some real financial issues. You know, if you have to yeah. get a second mortgage, you know that was kind of seen as, uh, you know, uh, like really negative, right? Like you're in a bad mm. place so if you got to do that. Now it's seen as almost like an investment tool where people are purposely pulling equity, purposely getting second mortgages, purposely refinancing. To invest in the market or other property or or what have you, right? So um what I guess have you been seeing? I know there was an article as well that you that you kind of brought up and um wondering if you want to touch on that as well.
0: For sure. I mean, I I I was joking before we came out on air. It's like the ride or die uh, <laughs> demographic now of, of kind of ride, it, you know, willing to ride out that mortgage um the, their entire life. And, and I, you know, what the article's touching on, and and just as you mentioned, you know, back in the day when interest rates were 18, 22, 25% that there was, you know, it was paid off and the, and the driven, the the driven home mentality was, you know, get a good job, pay off your mortgage, no debt, just to hammer down that mortgage and, and be debt free. And, and, um, and it's kind of changed and shifted where, when you're getting mortgages at 3%, um, that people are willing and, and fine with having a mortgage, uh, their entire life and, you know, paying 3%, uh, for it and reinvesting it elsewhere. And so there's this shift in, in, I think fine. I think also financial literacy, uh, you yeah. know, has improved in that respect as well of looking at what other means there are or, or ways of, of leveraging that those funds or reinvesting them in, in other aspects, whether that's in equities, whether that's in other, you know, uh, other real estate options, you know, in this case, you know, nowadays crypto or whatever it may be, or in uh-huh. their own business, growing their business. Um, so, you know, there's this mentality of, you know, now, of you know, constantly refinancing, you know, it's tax, you know, refinancing and pulling that equity. People are realizing that it's tax-free uh, money that they're accessing this equity. So instead of, instead of paying it off completely, pulling out that few hundred thousand to reinvest elsewhere, paying, you know, Right now, still variable rates at one and a half percent, paying one and a half percent for for that money to reinvest even in the market, um, or or elsewhere where you're getting a higher rate of return. I mean, it's that that extra payment of a you know maybe eight hundred dollars taxes a few hundred thousand now to reinvest elsewhere where they're getting where you're getting a higher spread or a higher return, it, it becomes kind of you know a lot of mentality of why paid off. But there is, but then there's also a huge uh a big subset of of the population that have the mentality of, you know, being very debt averse and paying that off and, and just paying it down to zero. And there's really, you know, um, there's really two big, Trains of thought, and a lot of it comes down to personal psychology, and not yeah. necessarily, you know, people understand. A lot of people understand that they can leverage that at you know a lower interest rate and reinvest elsewhere. But it's that's that psychology, that personal psychology of getting it to zero because they are so debt averse and just hate seeing that number and I hate having that that monthly payment, knowing though that they could be reinvesting elsewhere. But it's just kind of that that's looming payment
1: over their head. Yeah. And we'll see, <clears throat> sometimes there's, there's clients that, you know, will have 300,000 saved, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what's going on with my cream today. It's like coating my throat to the point where I can't, you know, it feels like a, I got some in my throat all the time. Um, there are people as well that will save, you know, 300, $400,000. And that's, you know, 50% down payment. And they still want to save more. It's like, well, we want to have as little mortgage as possible. It's like, I understand that, but you can literally <clears throat> borrow it. And instead of putting money into savings, just put it towards the mortgage. You're going to come out way further ahead, you know, in the next five years or so. Um, The the thing I found interesting too, Dave and, and, you know, I think one of our listeners asked the question, you know, is there that much money in Ottawa? The incomes are there, as we've talked about on a few shows recently, the, you know, the average income household income in Ottawa is from 106,000. So if you're already a homeowner, and your home has gone up let's say 50% in the last couple of years and you're now sitting on let's say an additional 500,000 in equity. If you're using that money to invest in a real estate property, let's say a 400-450,000 townhome, right, as an investment, your income itself along with the rental income from that property you're buying will will pretty much qualify you. So, the biggest barrier really to entry for most first-time home buyers is the down payment. So, for these existing homeowners, and that's why I think we're seeing a shift to, you know, there being more rentals available. Existing homeowners have the income, they have the equity to put on these properties, and they're able to qualify. So they're actually also at times the ones competing with potential first-time home buyers to get into those starter homes, right? Because they have the equity and they have the income to do it. So instead of putting, you know, minimum down payment of 5%, they can actually put in 300000 from their existing equity, whether through a line of credit or a refinance or what have you. And then they're able to put down, you know, 50 to 60% on that investment property, as opposed to a first time homebuyer is trying to get in there with, you know, maybe their their they 20, 25,000 that they've been saving. So it is, you know, they're kind of, people are kind of competing obviously against each other in these home buying experiences, but there might be an existing homeowner that's literally competing against a first time buyer in most cases, right? Because of that equity and that ability to qualify.
0: I think that brings up a, a really good point is that People, people have a mentality as well of saving up for that 20% down, you know, for some home buyers or, you know, buyers in general, um, I'm going to sit for their first home. I need to save up 20%. I don't want to pay CMHC. I don't want to pay that premium. Well, right. over that period of time for you to save up that home is appreciated. You're, you're chasing the pricing. Keep the price keeps going up. So you're always kind of chasing that, that trailing price, um, to, to get that twenty percent, and so your what Paul just mentioned of those homeowners, where the price, their value has gone up, and they're ta- accessing the equity to maybe buy an uh, uh, an investment property. Um, what people need to realize is, you know, your best to get in the quicker you can get in and buy a home and take advantage of appreciation, the better. Don't wait for that twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Get that, you know, get that, you know, buy with five percent down. Pay that premium. Let that let let the market do your the work for you. And that you know 15,000 in in uh, in a CMHC premium or what have you, is going to be peanuts compared to the increase in value of the home. I was um, I was sharing a photo of you know it came up on my you know Facebook always remind you of stuff that happened you know x years ago. Yeah, and four one years ago, one of their best ago, features. Yeah, a hundred percent. So four years ago, I sold my town home in Barhaven. It was my first home that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I bought it, it was, a, that was my first home town home in barhaven Um, I lived there and then I converted it to a rental when I moved out, I sold it in 2018 to reinvest into, um, another property. I sold it. I was the most expensive sale cause I had rent, fully renovated it and all that. I was the most expensive sale on the street. Um, for a, an end unit, three bedroom, two nap bath uh, townhome for uh it was 330,000. I I sent it to my buddy who who was the realtor on it, um who helped me sell it. It's it's doubled in value in 4 years. And I was just joking to him that, you know, about the you know kind of the home price you know increase over the last 4 years. But I bring that up to kind of just illustrate as well. Obviously the market's been crazy this past few years and it's not always going to be such a crazy high increase in value. However, the person that, you know, would have been chasing to save up that 20% to buy it at 330 because they didn't want to pay that CMHC premium, mm-hmm. if they had bought it at 5% down, they would have made, you know, they would have doubled their value of the home, 300,000, so paying that you know maybe that seventy five hundred dollars in premium is peanuts compared to what that home price would have gone up and the same being now like yes, prices are more expensive you know housing prices are more now and that town home you're probably paying 600 to 650 for it. Um however getting into it with as little down as possible if that is what you're able to afford now, get in because the mar- the home values are going to continue to go up and you can then take advantage of it. And as they go up, you can, you know, maybe refinance, pull up that equity to buy another property or then sell and use that equity for another. But as an investor, um, you know, what I look at is buying a home that is, that is a little rundown that needs work, do the renovations to it, increase the value of it, refinance it, pull out that equity to buy another property. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saving up that 20% after tax dollars every time. And I think there's a misconception of that as well, that all of these investors and people buying rental properties are just money's falling from the trees for, for them, or that they're just, you know, in these crazy high incomes, no, they're, they bought, you know, for myself, I bought a home at the time it was 227,000. I bought it you were my, you were actually my banker on it, Paul. you did a yeah, mortgage yeah. on it. Uh, I bought it at 5% down and, you know, an increase in value. And I sold at three thirty. I did renovations to it and, and pulled that equity and I bought another place, but you know, continuously what I've done since then is, you know, really just bought renovated refinance and purchased another. And, and it's not and those are, you know, that money that you're refinancing is also, um, you're not paying taxes on it. You're paying taxes on the sale of that rental property after the fact. So I think there's, I think it's just more, it's more of a strategy and that kind of goes back to that, you know, ride or die mortgage mm-hmm. of it running, you know, kind of maintaining a mortgage Well, you can keep refinancing those rental properties or your primary residence and pulling out equity to buy other, other, um, other property where if you're pulling out a hundred thousand dollars, tax free uh, you know from equity that's the same as if you were making 200 you'd have to make 200,000 and like off a of salary in order to save that 100,000 with no other expenses um,
1: yeah and the mortgage payment too like you can really so uh, two things to say one on that example used for your house you know 20% down at 330 they they're going to need 66 grand 3 years later now they need 120 plus grand to buy that same house mm-hmm. because of the increase in value so like you said it's like you have to every Few years, you're gonna to have to increase your savings by you know 25, 30, even hundred percent at times because the value of the home is going to continue to go up. So you're never, you know, your savings likely won't out outpace the increase in value of the home that you're trying to save for. So like it's better to buy now. And even when you buy a home, like you know, we use the example that first home I bought, going back to my own personal experience, I bought it at 212 and I sold it for 217 seven years later. But because every month you're making that, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred dollar payment you're not only paying down the principal, but the value of the home is also increasing. So, you know, if you're starting here with your with your mortgage and the home value, the home value continues to increase and your mortgage continues to go down. So all of that delta in between is is your money, right? Like it, it is truly, whether you sell the house or you refinance it down the road, that money is going back into your pocket. So any money you're making towards a mortgage payment, you're not just throwing that away, right? Especially with rates where they at, are at now, you know, you're talking variable rates at one and a half percent, you could be making a $2,000 payment and 1,700 of that is going to principal. Like you're, you're putting a lot of money in your own pocket for future use, whether that be through refinancing to buy another property, or even if you just sell your home down the road and you're getting all that money back, you're not throwing that money away, right? So it's it's important to think. like if you're going to be putting money into savings to buy a home, you might as well buy a home and keep putting that money into savings in the form of a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I completely agree. I I think it's, um I, I think, you know, whenever I'm, talking to anybody that's first time home buyer talking about, well, I'm going to wait and save and they have substantial savings. I, you know, my, my, my first conversation, my, the first thing I bring up is let's let's look at your pre-approval now let's look at where you qualify now based mm-hmm. on what you have for savings to provide context for that roadmap. Again, you can still wait and, and buy, but let's look at what you can afford now based on what you have. You know, you have 30,000 saved. Great. Let's, you know, it's a great amount. Let's look at what you can qualify now. And and move that up. Well, you know, try there's no reason to wait that year or two to save, like you said, that's you know, that that 120 where the values keep just keep going up and you kind of just keep chasing the rabbit. Yeah. Um but again, it's it's kind of that that psychology for people as well. And going back to people not wanting a mortgage, you know, it's also that psychology of not wanting to pay those insurance premiums. There's there's a cost. Uh-huh. to like waiting or a cost to not doing that as well. Um, so it's something to consider as you're looking at, um, you know, what your path to home ownership is, if that is a goal, um, or to investing and, and whether that's investing in the real estate investing in other markets, investing in your own business or a startup business, whatever it may be, um, you know, leveraging, leveraging different avenues, um, in order to attain that. But well, Paul, I think uh, I think we've rambled enough uh, for today so far. Should we get into the mood boost?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yep. I got four. I had to actually verify one with uh, with Stephen because I wasn't sure if I'd used it last week. It seems a good one's always come out Tuesday, right when we release the show. So they feel old now, but they're still delicious. Still great. All right. I got four today. Uh, number one, mood boost. How do you reach out to a fish that you haven't seen in a while? Just drop my a line. Wow. Like the card throw. The card throw is very I, Jimmy Kimmel.
0: I was just about to say that. I was gonna say Mr. Mr. Kimmel over there.
1: Holy um, sucks. how does a cucumber become a pickle? It goes through a jarring experience. Wow. <laughs> Number three, how do you get a squirrel to like you? Act like you're nuts. And last but not least, my personal favorite, how do you make a good egg roll? You push it down a hill. Those are solid. Those are solid this week. <laughs> I, I give it a, I'm a
0: four for four on that. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, I, I'm actually not going to be on next week, so I'll have to send you guys some uh, oh. some mood boosts. Or I might just leave you to your own devices and let you guys come up with some uh, on-the-spot boosts.
0: We might need a, uh, we might need, we
1: might need you to, I'll send you some the, photos. I'll send you some photos the, uh,
0: from the Amazon.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might do that. Uh, we forgot to give a shout out to North brew, our uh, sponsor coffee, North brew, north uh, If you use the promo code podcast, you'll get 20% off your coffee orders. Big announcement coming in the next two weeks too. I know we say, we've said this many times. Uh, I won't even, I'm not even going to give a little prelude, but big announcement coming two weeks from today. Some changes happening, some exciting changes, some boosts. We're going to be back. We're here next week too, but two weeks, big announcement. Um, anything in closing, Dave, anything you want to say to uh, everyone listening? All of Canada, Ottawa? No, I think, uh, I think we've talked enough. <laughs> yes, I agree. We're out of here. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: There's this. All right. Bye. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.